After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. You get all of our Dolphins content, messy content, Panthers, uh, Marlins, lots of stuff going on with the other teams in town. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Also, check out Off the Floor. That's where you get text directly to our phone. We don't even know what Twitter's called anymore. Just bypass it. We will send texts. Directly to the phone. We got to update that though. We got Bradley Beal stuff up there. I'll send you something else, Alex. Go to winnow.app backslash off the floor. Winnow.app backslash off the floor. Again, $3.05 per month, free for the first week. QAs, insider reports, prize picks, promo contests, all kinds of different stuff. Check it out at winnow.app backslash off the floor. Also, check out our great sponsors that include You Break Wheel Fix. Go to You Break Wheel Fix. Dot com Again, that's ubreakwheelfix.com. Based in North Miami, your complete wheel solution. They do the powder coating, the refinishing. They can do the fancy colors for you, too, even the vice colors if you want to bring those back. This, this Again, this is a one-stop, full-stop shop, okay? So check them out. Mark and his team mentioned five reasons for a discount. Again, it's with a U, ubreakwheelfix.com. Again, that's ubreakwheelfix.com or ubreakwheelfix on Instagram. And now, today's episode. Down the Biscay. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan. Got an all van. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Thanks to Brady Hawk for joining me on Playback earlier today. We broke down Caleb Martin and kind of the development of his game. Of course, it, it ventured into Dame talk and Josh Richardson talk and a whole bunch of other talk. Make sure you're checking us out on Playback. All right, there was a news event today. That's why we decided to pod a little bit early. Jalen Brown has gotten the bag, which he won't be able to hold with his left hand. Sorry about that. I threw that on Twitter already. He makes. He's going to make 300 wow. 308 turnovers in the last game, $304 million over five years. I want to repeat, guaranteed, no player option, but $304 million over five years. I love when they say that the agent negotiated this contract. Like, literally, that was the contract. Like, there was that doesn't seem like there's any negotiation involved. 
Um, Jalen Brown, the second best player on the Boston Celtics, although sometimes at, time, at times he looks like the best. Um, but even in the recent ringer rankings, which we know is a Boston-based entity, wasn't in the top 20 in the league. He was actually behind Bam. And he's going to be making $304 million over five years. I was saying Scotty Pippen must be looking at this and just vomiting. For, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that would make Scotty want to do that in the news. But Scotty was the second best player on a team that won six titles. It's, I know inflation, but during that time, he made under $25 million with the Chicago Bulls total. 109 over the course of his career, uh, mostly because of what he made with the Blazers and the Rockets afterwards. But I mean, Jalen Brown's ceiling, I don't think, is even Scottie Pippen, and you're getting $304 million. So a few reasons we want to talk about this, and then we're going to pivot a little bit into Tyler Hero talk because there's been some stuff going on, thanks, Chef Trilly, uh, that we want to have some fun with and also want to explore it seriously to see if the Miami Heat could actually keep Tyler here. And I actually think this Jalen Brown thing plays into that a little bit. So we're going to get into that. But, Greg, as I look at this, here's what I say with Boston, okay? First thing, there were a lot of Celtics fans that didn't want – this extension to be given to Jalen Brown. I've been following them pretty carefully all off season because they've been complaining about the heat and not, not just the physical heat, but the Miami heat. And they didn't feel that this was a good investment um, for a few reasons. One is the relationship between him and Tatum seems okay, but doesn't seem perfect. The relationship between the Celtics and Brown has never seemed great. The city in Boston and Brown doesn't seem great. I just want to say, I, I like Jalen Brown. Like I, I, I like him. I respect him. I respect what he's become. He's a bright guy. I, I believe in a lot of what he believes in stands for. Um, but I mean, $304 million, the Celtics have basically locked themselves in to this core completely in a way that the heat haven't even, and this is with the addition of Porzingis, they are now going to be over the second apron for sure. At least this season, which means they cannot use a lot of these vehicles. They can't use mid-level exceptions. They can't get buyout guys. They're essentially stuck. Everybody's talking about what they have. Okay, but they traded Smart, who was kind of the guts of their team. And Brogdon's not healthy. Like, that's one of the reasons he couldn't be traded. Their young guys have not really developed into much. I, I don't actually know if this is going to work out for them, even though this is the going rate right now. And it also puts into context, Bam's contract's pretty good. Tyler's contract isn't so bad. Even Duncan's contract isn't so bad. So your thoughts on the Celtics situation? I mean, it's all relative because percentage of the cap is just going to make this skyrocket for everyone. So like, I guess what I would say is, is that Bam's contract looks like a, uh, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on Bam's contract, I promise, but it looks like such a discount compared to where he ranks as a player, at least by my view. Um, but if he were to re-up with an extension at the percentage of the cap in, let's say, a year and a half, he may have a number closer to um, or higher than Jalen Brown, depending on what accolades he could you know, make and things like that. I digress from that to say that Boston is 100% locked in here. They were, without the Jalen Brown extension, done. There was always a little bit, I think, of the NBA landscape that said, Okay, so we're watching Philly, maybe, and we're watching Boston, maybe, for Dame. And I think now you can 100% cross Boston off the list. Like, there's not even, like, a functional way for them to backdoor their way into Dame Lillard now. So that's an interesting point of it. And also, uh, they're taking a pretty big gamble with Porzingis there and uh, the way that they have kind of 
shaking up that group with smart out. It's a, it's a big gamble that will either make that group ascend to the finals and get it done. Or I, I don't know. It's get, and it's going to be tough to trade some of these guys with big salaries, but that was a group that, and um, on a recent show, Gabe Vincent, highlighted how he noticed that they weren't connected during the playoffs. And so if that's happening during the conference finals and the player on the opposing team can feel it, if that vibe is that palpable, I just wonder about what that looks like if there is any kind of implosion there. So that's just a situation to monitor and one less team to worry about for Dame Lillard. Alex, I want to pivot to to that point first, the basketball stuff, and then we will get back to – We'll get back to the the Dame thing, which obviously affects the Heat directly. But you're investing that much money in this core, which over the past four years, which is basically the same timeline as the Jimmy core, right? Because you've seen you've seen this team play the Heat three times in in four postseasons. They've lost twice. Um, the one time they won, they won by the hair on their chin, uh, which was a Jimmy shot at the end. They did look disconnected, uh, obviously, when they fell behind 3 nothing. but they looked disconnected a lot during that postseason uh, series against the Heat, the Eastern Conference Finals this year. And they looked like they had an underwhelming coach who the team didn't really buy into. And I'm just like, you're spending this much money on this group, which I know you're adding Porzingis, but you just took the guts out of it with, short, with Smart. It hasn't won a championship yet. I mean, it pushed Golden State in the finals, I guess. Um, I, it's like, it feels like the only thing they can do now going forward would be to fire the coach, right? Like, because they, they're, they basically said these these players, Tatum and Brown, because Tatum's going to get the bag when it's his turn. Um, they're good enough and they're worth spending a freaking fortune when often the Celtics haven't spent that kind of money traditionally under this ownership group. It feels a little risky to me. I mean, it's definitely risky. There, there's no doubt about it. There's, there's, there's some risk involved when you're paying upwards of uh, 60 mil on average for a five-year deal on somebody who has, in, in, in kind of back-to-back conference finals, just kind of shit the bed. Sorry, I, I know we don't really curse much uh, on on this program, but just I, I think we've seen, you know, we've seen what Jalen Brown can and can't do. And we know the playoffs are a matchup thing. The Heat give him problems, right? Maybe it's just the Heat thing. But in reality, like, the guy has his flaws. Every, you already made the joke at the top of the show. He did, like, everybody in the league knows he has no left hand. Um, right. and, and I think it gets used against him. The scouting report is out there. And I, I just wanted to quickly look up, um, you know, what he did in his past conference finals. Um, you know, he averaged 19 points, six rebounds, three assists. Nothing spectacular. But when you look into the percentages – under 42% uh, from the field. And then that doesn't even get into the turnovers, man. Like, I, if I'm a Celtics fan, um, I, I would feel very, like, it's 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 almost bittersweet, right? Because it's like, yeah, this Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum vision is, they're in the next chapter. They added Porzingis. He's going to be the third best player. This team has been far over and over and over. So there's some things I'm sure to be excited about, but it's like, you're kind of locked in now. It, this this mm. this vision of the team, that's it, right? Like because of the second apron, there's there's not much else you can do to it. Like other than uh, trading away one of their top players, like you kind of have to hope and pray if you're a Celtics fan that this is it. And I don't know that it is. Like, and I'm 
I know like none of us really like the Celtics here, but I don't, I, I really do think objectively, like you mentioned, losing Grant and losing Smart, mm-hmm. it's going to hurt them. The Porzingis thing, there's going to be, I think there's going to be some time to, for everything to kind of gel there. Losing and the point guard, losing the heart, like all of this just feels a little <laughs> bit murky now, especially with what you talked with, what Leif was talking about with, um, you know, guys not being connected. That's mm-hmm. kind of been like a running thing almost every season at this point with the Celtics. Remember last year, the, the, when they had the the bad start to the regular season, and then didn't they have like a players meeting or at, at some point? And they had a players meeting during the playoffs a couple of years ago. That smart led. So I'm saying I, the stuff has just been going on over and it over. Feels like it's on a, it's been on a thin line. But again, you you mentioned it here, so let's get to their other pieces, and then again we'll we'll pivot here after the break. But uh, Horford is a great vet, but he's he's going to go the other direction at some point. Okay, I mean we thought it was three years ago actually. Uh, Robert Williams is not the same player as he was prior to, you know, having the surgeries to come back quickly from the knee injuries. What is the rest of their depth? I mean, you know, that's the thing, like for them being, and who have they ever developed? Let let me ask that question because with the heat, like we've talked about, okay, if you're a second apron team in the heat and obviously they want to avoid it also, but they're a second apron team that was confidence in the heat to be able to develop low budget players to add to their mix. Literally, and I, some of this was Ainge, but some of it is Brad also, since he took over in the front office. They haven't drafted particularly well outside of the top 10. Like, you look at Aaron Naismith, is he not even there anymore, right? Like, um, no. Peyton Thriving Pritchard, on the Pacers. And he's good, but he's not He's not, he's there. not on the like, team. I mean, the good Peyton ones, they trade. <laughs> Peyton Pritchard is not an NBA rotation player to me. Sam Hauser is not as good as Duncan. Um, I, I think the one guy you could point is Grant, and they just let him go. Correct. And they're hoping Jordan Walsh, who they gave a four-year deal to um, as mm-hmm. a rookie, is going to figure out his way into something. And, like, other than Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett, um, like, they're, it's a weird group. And so, like, that's where if this doesn't go right, I think you're all of a sudden in a situation where Boston, where that is un tenable to some degree and they're gonna have to make major changes but they're locked in so that is um i think heat fans like that music well we'll say that yeah how I about think the music fans- really quick what? the music of uh jalen brown averaging more turnovers and assists in two straight conference finals versus the heat well, well right i mean when it's mattered most and, and i really like him as a player and i think there are stretches where he's actually better all-around player than tatum um you know not consistently but i i do think there have been patches of time that that's been the case but he has not come up biggest when they've needed him most, not consistently. And you mentioned there is a flaw to his game that is significant, that has been scouted, that he has not fixed or does not seem to have the capability to fix. His shooting kind of comes and goes. He's a really good number two. He's going to be making $60 million a year. Now, I, I, I'll say again, we have to get used to some of these contracts, okay, because the, the game has changed in that regard. It's why when people are saying Dame Lillard, $61 million in the last year of his deal, and I say, I don't give a bleep, okay? Jimmy Butler, all that panic about what he was going to make in his last year, contract's going to look just fine, okay? Bam, Heat fans, there were certain segment of Heat fans, it was kind of like some Celtics fans today, Mm -hmm. that when Bam got that extension, were like, okay, is he worth it? Is he max? All the rest of this. Bam, to me, though, for what the Heat do is even more impactful for, for than what Jalen does for Boston. We can, we can make an argument either way. But but Bam's contract, again, because of the timing of it, looks like a bargain now. Now, when it comes back up again, it's going to be a different deal. But I'm just saying, like, 
I, I feel like this was okay. We got Porzingis. That's going to be what we're going to do to change this. The next thing we're going to do is probably change the coach. I mean, that's likely going to happen. I mean, you're going to see there's some guys out there. If Missoula doesn't get it done this year, Jeff Van Gundy's on the market now. Um, you know, we just had no, but we just had a, 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 a slew of coaches. Obviously, Nick Nurse has already changed teams, but there's going to be you know, you know, you had obviously the situation with you know Phoenix and Monty going up to Detroit, but there will be more coaches. There will be another. Funny, name. They lost their their two lead assistants that kind of led them to promoting Missoula in the first place since they lost Will Hardy and uh exactly who was it there was who was the other one uh I forgot the other yeah no, but they yeah they lost two no they lost two and well is is uh is Larinaga's son still there I think he might be um I he was uh, maybe he's not there with a curse maybe Brad just takes over ultimately which might be what happens okay it might be a Riley come down you know 2005 from you know from the front office trying to and, save the day to save the day right 2005 2006 Maybe that's what happens. I mean, Emi Odoka would be a pretty good group coach for this group, but that ain't happening again. So I, I just uh, – it's not because we're just here to disparage the Celtics. Obviously, they're a worthy competitor in the Eastern Conference, but they are top-heavy. They don't have a great record of development. They have some older players like Horford in particular or injured players like Robert a lot Williams. Of health issues. Not the same guy. Exactly. They don't have a true point guard. On the team, they don't. Okay, I mean, Mal- I mean, the Heat right now, you could say they really don't either, but they're expecting to get one. Um, but you know, Malcolm Brogdon, you know, Brogdon and and Robert Williams, those are legitimate health issues that are going to have to be monitored, and those are both going to be top seven, top eight guys. And remember, in the playoffs against the Heat, he was only playing. Missoula was only playing seven guys, maybe eight at times, uh, because he didn't trust anybody else in that roster, and they really have not supplemented that in any significant way. And Porzingis, with the exception of last year, always misses time. So, I, you know, I look at it, I know everybody's going to anoint it. Stephen A said they're the, 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 the favorite, and, you know, not just in the East, but to win the whole thing. I, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> they haven't, to me, they haven't gotten mar- markedly better. But here's the thing we want to pivot to. We're going to do that after the break. We're going to talk about this in the context of Dame Lillard, because this does affect it to a certain degree, and it also potentially uh, in my view, if you take this all the way to the end, could affect Tyler Hero. So we'll talk about that. We do want to mention a couple sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our guy, Arash. If you need a mortgage, we know this is a difficult time to do that, right? Rates are crazy high. There aren't a lot of houses out there. You got to close. You got to close quickly. Well, if you have a credit score of 620 or above, you should reach out to Arash. He's got all the programs for you. He's ba- <coughs> excuse me, based in Sunrise, but he can service the entire area. Uh, 954 not excuse me 9546512057 that's 9546512057 mortgage by arash.com big miami sports fan again based in sort of the western part of Broward County near the Panthers arena um, but he can help you wherever you are and again he's got all the programs 620 or above you're good and he'll get it done quickly and he'll get it done right for you so reach out to him again at mortgage by arash.com make sure you mention Five reasons. Also, check out Prizevix. Use code five F I V E. NFL season. Well, it's kind of starting training camp and everything. So go on, check out all the props. You can do the futures. You can do the futures on the NBA right now as well. Spence Crawford coming up um, next weekend. So make sure you get on there for Prizevix. We've been told that all the props are going to be up there as well. Use that code five F I V E. Get that initial deposit matched up to hundred dollars. There are no rollovers. This is not anything with a catch or anything like that. It's not overseas. This is our daily fantasy partner. We've had more than 1,500 people sign up using our code. Find out why. Use the code 5-F-I-V-E. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, so let's take this to the next step. Boston is officially now. They always were out because Dame never wanted to be there. But they are officially out of the Dame Lillard sweepstakes. With that being said, before we get to the Tyler part here, Greg, who could potentially be in? Because I still don't see a team. No, I still don't no... know what the hell Joe Cronin is waiting for. It's no. not Philly. But who is it? You don't think Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams contracts can can be combined <laughs> to to seduce the Portland Trailblazers? No, I mean, it, who there, there's the no team, team because Dame like, has done exactly what Pat has always asked someone to do, and I don't know how he uh, read the room so right to do it. He said Miami and Miami only, and people hate that, and y'all have touched on it, and but it's the reality, and so ultimately there is no other team. Uh, there's always like the spiteful chance of some team coming out of nowhere. And this is the rare circumstance where it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense because ultimately Dame's contract is to even a, like a mid market that wanted to take a shot. It's a big contract. So if he's not happy, that doesn't work. So to me, I, I this is just all telegraphed to eventually end the way we think it's going to end. It's just, how will that look? And that's where this gets interesting with another suitor or even like one of the fan fiction suitors, maybe that we'll call them in the Boston Celtics being eliminated because the heat are gaining more and more, I guess I would say, marketplace leverage mm-hmm. because there's no one else out yeah. there really you know um, what you know what's so funny about this i do want to get you the tyler stuff but i'm reading today first thing james Harden apparently i thought this was from like butt crack sports or something like that or one of those <laughs> crazy crazy tweet you know fake fake x accounts fake twitter accounts whatever said that Harden was saying basically that dame had put um, is that, was that real? I don't even know if it was real. The, the, heart, the Dame had put the Blazers in a bad position. He could see it both ways. But there was this other report um, that the Clippers don't want to give up Terrence Mann for Harden. And it just it just got me to think, like, 
we're talking about two players in completely different stratospheres here in Harden and Dame at this stage because Terrence Mann would not be part of the Heat's convert, you know, part of the Heat's concern if he was on their roster. But I do think that the Harden thing getting done, which I think may happen actually first, uh, could be a trigger to get the Dame thing done because I it's almost I almost feel like to a certain degree like Cronin is like hiding. Behind the fact that there's this other situation out here. Look what Philly's doing. They're not giving Harden exactly what he wants, even though he picked one team. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that that moves it along a little bit. But let, let's get to this part of it, Greg. Because, okay, so as the Heat's leverage improves, as we believe it continues to improve, okay, is there a path to keep Tyler Hero out of this? And this question has come up a lot for a lot of reasons. And for those who don't follow Twitter, um, Tyler jumped on a spaces yesterday hosted by our friend Austin Bullock, who you probably know is uh, chef Trilly uh, on Twitter and Austin was, was hosting and he's developed, he's been very critical of Tyler and called him a screen merchant and everybody else knows kind of this stuff calls him 14. He and Tyler have developed this unlikely buddy cop friendship. Now he jumped into his spaces and I give Tyler enormous credit for this. Um, and I've always said this about Tyler. First thing, I, last year during training camp, I talked to him about this specifically. Does he read everything? Does he, and he said, yes, I read everything. It drives me. But the thing I give Tyler credit for is he doesn't use it personally against the people who are critical of him. Um, and a lot of athletes I've covered are not like that. It reminds me a little bit of Zach Thomas in that way, where Zach wanted you to criticize him. He, he, he's felt like it drove him. And by the way, it's driving him all the way to Canton. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, okay, where he's going into the Hall of Fame a week after after Dwayne Wade goes in in Springfield. Um, so I give Tyler a lot of respect for that, for engaging with the fans. And also Tyler did send Austin a message, which basically said, um, you know, I, I, I will always rep Miami no matter what happens and, and much respect to the fans and all that sort of stuff. So I want to give Tyler his props there for engaging in this and not sulking and everything along those lines. And, and obviously we hope Tyler can stay. Uh, yes. but, but he was the cost of doing business, we thought. But what if Cronin is basically backed himself into such a corner now that even getting the first, because he doesn't want Tyler, right? That's supposedly, that's the, that's the report that he's not even going to get the first round pick for Tyler, that the heat would essentially acquire that first round pick for somewhere else. Greg, is there a path to the heat keeping Tyler hero and still getting Dame Lillard? Functionally from a sheer, can we make a deal happen perspective? Yes, there are. Um, and I'll explain a couple of them because they come with some some implications, I think, worth calling out. But I think this is probably we should establish some of the the prerequisites to this happening. Um, one would be what I'm going to kind of go through our direct deals between Portland and Miami. A three team scenario can obviously completely change the complexion of a trade. But this would be under the circumstance that they don't want and don't need the pick from that they would get for Tyler. And that means probably Miami goes to Oklahoma city and amends protection so that they have the ability to offer more picks. So let's just get that out of the way first. And maybe OKC gets swung into the deal and that's where like some of this could get hazy. So just know that the players that I'm naming going both directions, um, they could change slightly, but this is conceptually what it would look like. If no Tyler hero is involved, you could get Damian Lillard, Nasir Little, and salary filler, another minimum player. I put Jabari Walker in here just to mm -hmm. see if the cap numbers would work out. I don't know if they'd part with him, but just follow me here. Okay. If Tyler was not included, 
They could send out Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jovich, Hakez, all the available picks and swaps. And that would keep Caleb out of the deal. It would keep Tyler out of the deal. And it would prioritize what would probably equate to four first round picks, including the swaps and the two most recent first round picks for the Miami heat, which would uh, basically the heat would, would that would be internalized as six drafts Mm -hmm. um, worth of equity for Dame Lillard. And, but they would hold on to Tyler. So that's one circumstance. The other one quickly would be Damian Lillard coming with Nurkic, which would allow them to put Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Hakez, Jovic, all in the deal, plus the draft capital. But again, this is under the caveat that they would then have a starting backcourt of Dame Lillard and Tyler Hero, which you could argue would be the best backcourt in the NBA. Um, so Offensively. Offensively, mm. not defensively. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but so those are the two ways. Basically, what I'm getting at here is that it would be all the young players. It would likely, I, I feel like somehow Caleb would have to be included because of his expiring deal and this talent. Um, so it's it's possible, but probable. Uh, I don't know if I'm there yet. Let, let me look at that second deal first. Um, so that, so Caleb's out. So you're looking at, as you said, Dame and Tyler, which is kind of similar what Dame had in Portland for about seven years. It's a little similar to the Dame-CJ thing, right? So you've got Dame, Tyler, Jimmy, Bam. High Smith and Bam. Kevin Love. Or Kevin Love would start, but I would bet no Haywood way Kevin Love would start Haywood, with Haywood, Damon Tyler. Haywood Highsmith would start. You're right. You'd have to. <laughs> so like it's and, good and, to do and this. Josh and Josh is your sixth man. Correct. And you have Thomas Bryant, right? Or Orlando Robinson. And you'd have as, to sign guys because you'd have five. Well, no, 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 no. But wait, wait. You're bringing you're bringing your kitchen that in Nurkic you in are. That, right? You, you are. So maybe it's you don't all, guarantee Orlando. All the silent letters here. Um so you have Nur- Nurkic, okay. Well, you can't trade Orlando Robinson now anyway, no, right? But you can just not guarantee his contract before opening night, and then you're he's off the books. Feels like that's something they were going to do, though. Um, okay, so, yeah, you have a lot of excess bigs. But, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, it, okay, so, and then you probably need to go get a wing. At, can you get a Kelly Oubre at the minimum? Derek Jones Jr. Right. And can you get Dragic as a backup point guard to Dame? Yeah, and probably a guy we're not talking about that we haven't identified yet. You need a wing, right? Yeah. How about Terrence Ross? Let's just keep saying his name out loud. Well, it is interesting to me that nobody – I don't know how bad he was in Phoenix last year, but he didn't play much. And then, you know, he really hasn't been talked about very much. But, yeah, he's another shooter. Mm. We talked about him on playback today, Brady and I did, about, you know, movement shooters that are out there. Will Barton's still out there too, if you think you can can get anything out of him. Alex is shaking his head. All right, so that that's the second possibility. Uh, give me the first one again, and then I'll give it to it, Alex. And let this, me see what he thinks. This one would be bringing back less salary. Dame, Nasir Little, Jabari Walker is how I did this. Again, this is conceptually mm-hmm. right. for Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Hakez, and Jovic, and then the picks. 
Yeah. This one feels like I don't know that Portland would be up for it because it um, – but, I mean, if they're really just going to prioritize getting the four first-round picks plus the two young guys, this does deliver that, and it gets them off Nasir Little's contract as well as Dame. Can he um, play at all, by the way? He, he was he was hyped coming out of – I think they would play him. I think yeah. you'd have to. You'd be in a situation where you would uh, need to see if he could give you anything, and then eventually you'd also have to replenish the roster like we've talked about with probably another – one or two vet men guys of some kind. Um, mm. And then you'd have Tyler also, which we've talked about and who knows, maybe they would arrive at a place where Josh is a better starter and Tyler is a better six man. Bear with me. So like there's, there's avenues here, but I ultimately think that they're going to all come back to the table. A team is going to see an opportunistic moment to get a Tyler hero for basically one draft asset, maybe two. And um, so I'm not, fully here yet but it could happen alex is it worth because obviously you run into other complications here potentially losing caleb um and who is a player who's ready to win for you right now also is it worth you know dealing with some other costs here to keep a 23 year old two guard who has won six man of the year um and and who has improved every year uh, we i think we all agree about that even if yep. he didn't have the opportunity to prove it in the playoffs um whether it's making reads as a passer or even even in some ways defensively uh but particularly offensively is it is it worth trying to keep that guy who clearly works at his game to see it come to fruition especially as jimmy ages out and we've always talked, I mean, Greg, you're shaking, but we've always talked about the hero bam build. Like mm-hmm. you have a natural chemistry between the two of them. Kid loves the city. Okay. I I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it feels cake and eat it too, though. Doesn't it, Alex? Yeah. yeah that's kind of where I come down on it. Just cause this is really, I, I like this conversation because it's getting the kind of the gears in my head turning here, especially with the offers you've kind of thrown out. Like in theory, what do the heat value more right a tyler hero like and you just laid everything out right like the, the player he's been so far the tyler and bam build all of that stuff it, like the get your cake and eat it too angle that's really what it is because you would be still in the jimmy window but then once dame and jimmy age out you still have tyler and bam it feels a little too good to be true but like man it does feel like kind of a sleeper thing right like it hasn't been reported anywhere i don't think any of us think this is going to happen but you can kind of talk yourself into it a little bit, right? It's like, do you think uh-huh. the Heat would rather have the 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 23-year-old who is very, very good right now or two young guys who d- you don't know where they're going to be, even though we're all relatively and Ka- high and on Ka- them? And Caleb. Throw, throw Caleb in. And because, Caleb. But, well, but, Caleb but, again, pay. but again, you're going to have to pay Caleb in a year. And Tyler's already paid. Yeah, right? that's true. Um, I, I don't know about the Caleb part just because I, I don't know how much the Blazers actually want him. I don't know if, if they would want to pay him and then trade for him next summer him. or just let him expire. But um, I almost think you might be able to keep Caleb in a deal like that if you're throwing in two, like you're, you're recently two, I can't say right now, you're two recently drafted players. Like I think that kind of is like, okay, well, if you don't want Tyler and we can get another pick from OKC, and we give you our two guys like i think that's a pretty it might be a better deal you could make a case that's a better deal for the blazers um especially if you're talking about the first round picks being the same so i we're getting into some machinations here especially when Leif starts bringing up like nurkic coming back some of these deals might be better 
for the Blazers end. If the whole thing of like they don't really care about Tyler is true. So I, I think this is getting interesting, right? Like if you're Joe well, Cronin, what would you rather have? I mean, I mean, if you're Joe Cronin, what you should be doing is stripping the thing down as much as you possibly can and he getting as many. Know what he's doing? <laughs> well, right. No, he, I understand. Look, but I'm trying to give some benefit of the doubt because again, the guy did move up in the organization. He's been there a long time. I've, I've compared it to like the Chris Greer of the of the Blazers, where he had all these behind the scenes roles for a while and just kind of kept moving up as others left, got more responsibility, but you don't know what he's responsible for before. Okay, so now this is his first time running the entire show. He was there when Dame was drafted. That's how long he's been there, okay? So he knows the organization. They know him. And I, I don't want to, you know, again, I don't agree with a lot of what he's doing, but I don't want to make it personal. I just think it's, you know, at this point, if you're him, you extend your window and your job security. In my view, the younger that you get, because it, then it's like, okay, Look, I did what I could to try to get for Dame, but we're going to strip the thing down. Six we've got, picks. We got six picks. We've. I'm. Let me use those picks. Look what we got with Shane and Sharp. Not everybody thought that Shane and Sharp should have gone in that slot. There were some who had him going later. It's a nice rookie pick. Okay. Um, Simons has been a nice developmental story for them. And now you've got Scoot, who was a no-brainer at number three. But still, you've got three legitimate wing pieces. Now you add, you know, Hakez, Jovic, Two players who the Heat drafted, a team that you trust their scouting. Okay. There was a report that they like uh they liked Hakez before the draft. Jovic has improved. I mean, you have five young pieces, right? 23 or under to build with, and four first round picks, and your cap's been cleaned out. Like to me, that gives you a ton of flexibility moving forward and the biggest thing is it gives you time as a general manager to say okay let me build this thing trust me to build this thing that's the direction they should go i think it's more interesting when you look at the heat angle and you say okay where are they on tyler hero right now like does pat believe the stuff that he said because if pat believes 75 percent of the stuff that he said he should want to keep tyler hero out of the deals if it's possible and screw the future. He's 77 years old. Jimmy's 34. Like yep. Tyler's 23, but Tyler's an old 23 in terms of NBA experience at this stage. He's also been through a lot of shit to this point. Okay. He's, you know, he'll come out of the other side. He always uses it to drive him. I mean, you have a core of Dame, Tyler, Bam, and Jimmy going forward. <laughs> it's, you know, with their ability to find uh, undrafted guys to plug the holes and then to get additional veterans, they won't get elite, you know, tight minimum guys because there's nobody left. Okay. But they already did. I think Josh Richardson is an elite minimum guy. Like that One is of the best signings of the summer. And if they correct. pull that off, you won't be able to shut me up if they keep Tyler, because like it's, it's actually, it would be beyond perfect from a perspective of like what you would want. Um, as a Heat fan, I, it's just, God, it feels too good to be true. Well, it does. And it almost feels like we're setting ourselves up here and then, you know, he's going to end up getting moved and, and that, that may happen. But I, I, I think it's something we wanted to explore today because we've kind of written it off, but this is all about leverage. And at a certain point, the other side's leverage, their, their levers for leverage run out. There's no team coming to save them. This is simple, okay? There's no team coming to save them. 
Dame is not going to save them and change his mind. That is absolutely clear. He's become more entrenched. So what was Cronin waiting for? Either Dame to pull back a little bit and open it up to more teams or say he was willing to stay at least long enough to give him an opportunity to make a deal or another team to jump in. Neither of those two things is happening. Neither of those two things. So at this point, Cronin's option is pretty damn clear. Okay. He can either create a scene with arguably the best player in franchise history or certainly one of the top three. Okay. Who has been loyal for 11 years. He can delay the transition to a full rebuild and to his own job security, in my view, okay, to selling this young team to his fan base and getting them excited about it, all right? He can do all of that to essentially engage in a war with his best player. Or he can move him for whatever the hell the Heat want to offer at this point. He's boxed himself into this space. If I'm wrong, I will say I'm wrong. I do not think he has created more leverage for himself by waiting. And there's not going to be more leverage for himself if Dame in the first two weeks of the season pulls a hamstring, okay, because maybe he's not totally into it, he's not totally engaged, or if the team is 6-13 and 13 in the Western Conference after 19 games, and then you're sending Dame home, okay, which we've seen even with players who have been cooperative in the past, and then what? Okay? Then you're getting two first-round picks. So because yeah. Miami may I only see. be able to send three, as we just quickly okay. amend what was sp- said earlier. Um, but they uh, they maybe could get to four, but three may be all that they could offer if they say you get three plus both of the young guys. Still, that might be a better offer. That's what we're getting at. Yeah, like <laughs> it's funny that we haven't really considered this earlier. That might just be the better offer. Like if they really don't care about Tyler, and if all things, I mean, all things wouldn't be equal, right? Let's say if it's three versus four picks. Um, you know, that you would get for trading Tyler. I think three plus Hakez and Jovic, man, that's, I think that's probably a better trade for a franchise that's going to be all about stockpiling young guys and ha- already drafted their centerpieces. And I think those guys positionally fit better too. So I, I don't know, man. We might have something here. I, 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 <laughs> look, three is better than zero. I mean, that's, that's what, <laughs> That's where we're at right now. And well, I would I, agree that Wade is better than Dame too. I <laughs> well, there you go. All right, so we we deviated to a different direction, but um, here's the thing: if Tyler ends up staying and it's a result of one of our trade proposals, then Tyler has to come on here. Stop going on with with Trilly on spaces, uh, and we can hash that that whole situation out here. He wants to stay. Okay. For sure. He wants to stay. I've heard that from everybody around him. Brooklyn would be the most palatable of the options discussed if he has to go somewhere else. I know that there are some folks around him who um, you know, are okay with that option. I think that's the best fit for, for Tyler in terms of uh, where, you know, where he'd get. He'd, he'd be a scorer. He'd be a spotlight player, but not under the kind of pressure that he'd be on at MSG. Um, it, it's a good spot for him. And Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson are good young players. They seem to be good people well-liked around the league. Like that's a, that would be a nice young, youngish core um, that probably would be a five or six seed in the Eastern conference with some room to grow. That's the best option for him if he has to go somewhere else, but he wants to be here. I, and, and I, if, if they can make that happen after everything um, that would be, would be unbelievable. Look, I, I don't think any heat fans want to lose Caleb, but I think the reality of it is, they may end up losing Caleb in a year anyway. We don't You're know. Right. It kind of depends on the tax situation and how far they want to go into it. Um, and and I, you know, 
it may be easier to just re-up Josh after, you know, well, Josh is on a two-year, right? But he's got a player option the second year. It might be easier to just re-up Josh after that. So we'll see how that goes. All right, we want to thank our sponsors. You break, we'll fix. Mortgage by Raj, Price Fix, use the code 5, F-I-V-E. And again, subscribe to Off the Floor. Thank you for listening to the 5 on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.